Cause it's chillin' What more can I say? Top Billin' What up everybody? This your boy Bill Bellamy And this is Top Billin' The number one podcast for the culture, the movement And the discussion Speaking of discussions Today we are going to learn about money this is an important exclusive top billing because I want people to know their worth and so that they in turn can grow their wealth. So today I have a special guest, Valerie Mosley. She is a Duke University graduate. She is a Wharton Business School alumni. This woman embodies success. She embodies courageousness. She has taken over the financial environment for over 20 years. This woman has worked her way all the way up in the ranks uh, from like grinding, grinding, growing the climbing to the mountaintop to becoming a partner, a senior vice president of portfolio management and investment strategies at Wellington Management Company. Good Lord, that's $1.2 trillion of global managed money management. That's a lot of money, people. <laughs> During her 20-year tenure, this woman managed billions for her clients but more importantly i want to say welcome to top billing ladies and gentlemen valerie mosley the ceo and founder and face of bright up How, you gotta have a smile like that when you when your company's called bright up you are so kind <laughs> i'm just saying i want to tell people our story three two one is gone i want to tell people our story right i believe in luck i believe in things that happen like uh, serendipitous, yes. right? Where you're in the right place at the right time and you meet the right person. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife and I, we were hanging out. We're in the vineyard. We don't know who we're going to meet. We get on this small little plane. <laughs> we start talking to your husband and your husband's like, my wife's going to pick me up. We're at this little dark airport. It looks like a Home Depot. It's small. <laughs> it's really quaint. And out of nowhere, your bright smile shows up to pick up Bernard. And we love Bernard, by the way. Great guy. Very nice, very smooth. You are the personality of that team, I know, because he's so serious. We love Bernard, but he's way too serious for me. So we end up becoming friends and we start talking about things that we had in common. Growing up in New Jersey, how does a woman growing up in Jersey like myself find her niche in the financial world? That is such a wonderful journey. Well, thank you so much. It mm -hmm. was amazing. I, too, believe in mm -hmm. serendipity. And things don't happen just because. Right. So there was an energy making that happen. So, yes, mm -hmm. I was raised in Philadelphia, but mm -hmm. I frequented New Jersey in Roselle, New Jersey. Absolutely. Shout out to Roselle. Shout out to Roselle. <laughs> and there, my grandmother raised nine children. Her name was Rose Mosley, along with her husband, Louis. And I found in a journal that she made 25 cents for 25 years, an hour. That's amazing. What? And she was, she stayed for a long time cleaning homes. Mm -hmm. And then she decided to go off on her own and bake rolls and take care of kids in the neighborhood. So she became an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And That's what we do. Exactly. And I'm here <laughs> today because she encouraged me to share what I know. And she said, you're so blessed. You make sure you share what you know with the world. 
And every now and then she'd say, especially with the girls. Oh, well, I, I am a, I am a dad. Um, I am a proud uh, black daddy, you know, and I'll, I always tell my daughter, black girl magic. I believe, I know it's kind of cliche, but I just love the feeling of no ceilings, uh, unlimited possibilities, mm -hmm. black women doing their thing and following their dreams. So I always promote that in my house, right? And by black girl magic, I mean, I, I, I like women who are just breaking through in certain areas, mm -hmm. you know, whether I've had had uh, Jamil Hill on. She mm -hmm. broke through in journalism and she could, was able to do her thing. I've had several women um, on here, like Amanda Seals, who, you know, is a very vocal, super smart girl, and she's just breaking through. And I, I, I just often wonder in finance, because I always wanted to be in finance. I was an ah. economics major uh, uh, at Rutgers, and I, I thought I wanted to be in finance. And I just know that world is a male-dominated sport, so mm -hmm. to speak, mm -hmm. and a traditionally white uh, over 35 male, and I mean white, white. I'm talking about starch white, <laughs> like, you know, corporate world, kind of rigid. Yeah. How did that beautiful smile and that intelligence just plunge into that world? Good question. Mm -hmm. I've always been interested in the markets. Remember okay. when we were young, I'm dating myself a little bit, when you'd hear the stock market, Walter Cronkite would <laughs> it's say. It's about to go down 33%. Exactly, the, the, stock, the Dow Jones Industrial did this. Right. And I was curious about it. The more I learned about it, and I went on first onto the trading floor. I was introduced to the trading floor. and it's, You were on the floor? I went oh. to the trading floor uh, with an so institutional cool. investor, and people were yelling and screaming and throwing footballs, and there was chaos, and I was like, I love this because at the end of the day, right. you have to analyze and see what is cheap, what is rich, and what trade do you put together. And if you think about our backgrounds, we do that every day. All day on the street. All day long. We right? trade. We trade. We barter. We hustle. <laughs> we hustle. <laughs> we hustle and we'll tell somebody else this is a good deal. Right, right, right. So I actually think that our backgrounds prepare us so well for the financial markets because more often than not, we are... We have limited assets and we have to ask ourselves, how do we want to allocate those limited resources? Right. We've done that on a regular. And so when you're in the markets, you have to do the same thing. There are all these opportunities. What are you going to put your money in? Because what am I going to get out of it? And right. I think we're well prepared Which for that. Which is your ROI, return on, on investment. investment. See, I'm getting my terminology together, Valerie. Now, when you're in that world, um, as I'm listening to you, the thing that's most I, I feel most intimidating is knowing either what to invest in or um, when do I start? Like, how much money? Oh, my God. You know, black people in my world, I mean, I can't generalize for everyone in my family and what I and oh, my God, that's going to take a lot. Oh, I can't. What if, you know, fear is such a, 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 a uh. confining element when it comes to money. It is a confining element as it mm. comes to money. And I realized that you asked me the question in which I didn't go into in mm. detail. And I don't know if I should. You can. Okay. You talked about how did this girl handle that market? Because it's true. It is a very, very white world. Mm -hmm. And it has been for a while. And um, my husband then at the time walked in. He visited. And he's like, Val, this was a minute ago. There weren't white shirts. I mean, there weren't even blue shirts. Like everyone had on a white, white shirt. crisp, <laughs> crisp, crisp. And I think that I think that what happens is that you've got to feel comfortable in your skin. Mm -hmm. Once you get to the point where you're comfortable in your skin, you can bring the best of you there. And I and I did that. 
because I didn't want to try to fit in. The objective is the same, and that's to generate attractive risk-adjusted returns for your clients. Correct. But who you are shouldn't matter, theoretically. And that's the reason I was interested in the industry, because what matters is how did you perform? You can go to the tape. It's a black or white analysis. If you outperformed, things are great. And so I believe that I could outperform. And, and Any white man, though. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I will wet his ass up. No, no. These are but jokes. You got to lighten it up a little. I know, I'm just playing. Exactly. Sorry. But you can. The objective is the same. You want to beat it. Right. And how do you I'm gonna beat, beat it? Those numbers. You want to beat these numbers. And mm-hmm. so what you do is you look at the index and say, this is everything in the index. You have a view of what might happen in the economy. Okay. If you think the economy is going to slow, you won't own retail stocks as much because retailers aren't, people aren't going to spend as much money. So it's really more common sense once you understand how things work. So in that environment, I decided to just be me. And I remember one day, this is Halloween, so you'll appreciate this. Okay. So (laughs) this is around the Halloween season. And I came in and I was, I'm a big Beyonce fan. I came in dressed as Beyonce. As you should. (laughs) And I started playing music on the trading floor. No way. I did. They was about to lock your ass up. I knew they was calling the police. I did. And I was like, oh. And then somebody yelled, Beyonce is on 18. And all the people from downstairs who love Beyonce started running up. And it was me. It was hilarious. Did you feel the love? Did you feel it? I felt the love. That's that's a a snippet of what Beyonce feels every day of her life. I felt the love. But that's the the point. Like, you can bring yourself to an environment. And that's what allowed me to continue to flourish. Because you have to perform. But I didn't try to be someone who I wasn't. Right. So basically what you're telling us was that because obviously you have the brain, you have the the the, uh, the instincts, because I believe a lot of, of it is instinct, learning, taking the knowledge that you have and reading the game. It's almost like a quarterback in a way. Mm-hmm. Like you get to the line and you don't see like what you see. You you call an audible. Right. Exactly. Right. And and that's what it feels like, because I love to watch billions, by the way. And that's my show. But <laughs> when I when I look at finance, I feel like it does require a lot of intelligence, knowing the world, knowing what the stakes are that you are investing in, and then in knowing the environment that those stocks or bonds are in and how they're going to react. Right. The thing that the thing that I find is most intimidating, and I'm using me as as that example, is it just seems so overwhelming with information. Like it's like, oh my God, like I'll sit down and, you know, uh talk with the wealth manager and you'll say, he'll say at this point in time, you know, the S P is doing X and um, you know, they just they just they just raised uh the inflation rate. Oh Lord. So you might want to stay out of here. We're gonna put a few things in tech and we'll stay with these bonds right here. They're kinda like gonna be modest. Mm-hmm. And we can take a few chances in here, right here, just a little bit in this pie. <laughs> like that and I still would be like that sounds right, but I'm like, oh my God, is that gonna work? I hope I don't lose all my money. Like, how do we get past that moment of like, oh, my God, I'm scared. It is so true. The fear is just an overwhelming emotion, whether you're investing for yourself and your family Mm -hmm. or you're managing and you haven't and you're managing your personal finances. There's fear. Right. And um, in terms of when you're talking with your manager, if you have someone that's managing your money, Mm -hmm. you want to because of the value of your worth, you want to make sure that they explain things to you. It is intimidating. You haven't been taught it before. Correct. So the trick is the language. And if somebody takes the time to explain it, 
it's not as much rocket science as it is the words. Mm-hmm. Inflation. Inflation. Inflation refers to the price price of goods. Correct. So as prices of goods are going up, and they've done it, it's gone up quite a bit recently. Oh my God, yes. In real terms, that means that most individuals need to have more money because their expenses are going to go up. Correct. Because it's not always the case that your income will rise with oh. the increase in inflation, but your expenses will. Trust me. <laughs> that, that is 99% true all the time. Like this, the cost of living is up, but your money's the same. Right. So you got to make triple the money just to do regular. Exactly. So let's 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 go at a high level. Okay. When you think about the economy, mm-hmm. that's your GDP, the uh, the gross domestic product, right? Mm-hmm. It's comprised of roughly seventy percent of the GDP is what the consumer does. Correct. The next portion is what the business or business investment, and that's usually around ten to twelve percent, and it tends to be very volatile. The consumption is the same. The last is everything that we export minus what we import. So when we're thinking about the economy, most of it's going to be driven by the consumer. So if inflation is going up Mm -hmm. and the consumer is feeling the pinch of higher inflation, you should see most homes not spending as much. Yeah, people start tightening up. They start tightening up. Eating oatmeal for breakfast. (laughs) Most. <laughs> One slice of bread for the whole family. Cabbage for the week. Cabbage for the week. But that's how but we joking around. But realistically, um, you know, this country is made up of immigrants, right? People come from all over the world. And when they didn't have money, like we're joking, but like cabbage, potatoes, certain things. I would hear stories of people coming to Ellis Island with, you know, no money and just some potatoes for the journey and maybe some uh, something in, a, in a, a blanket or so. Like we have come from... Um, humble beginnings you and I and most mm-hmm. people right when when you are aspiring to like get to that generational wealth and you are coming from humble beginnings where does a humble person start like what would what where, where's the the smartest simplest thing let's keep it keep as it simple. really simple keep it really simple really simple mm-hmm. um the basics if you for wealth management is starting with taking a look at your income that comes in Mm -hmm. and being mindful of where it goes. Okay. Because it's not always about what you make, it's about what you keep. Okay. So once you're analyzing your expenses, you'll get more insight to what you can have afterwards. So the only way you can invest is if you have savings. Correct. And many people don't have a lot of savings because they habitually buy. So that you start with your budget. The next thing you do is that you make sure that your budget is intact enough to create savings. That's the linchpin because once you have your savings, it takes away from the emergencies that come up. Once you have your savings, then you can think about where are you going to invest. And to answer your question, I think the best place to start, depending on your age, is in the S&P 500 index fund. Easy. Easy. Start there. Start there. And you can do it now with $10. It used to be that you had to have $2,500 as a minimum to be able to open an investment account. But there's certain firms where you can go now and it's only 
you can start with $10. You can start with $5. They're right. trying to encourage people to, to open invest. an account. Yeah. And the S&P 500 index fund is a basket of securities that you're effectively getting exposure to that represents the largest 500 companies effectively in the United States. In the United States, yes. And once you get exposure to that, what's great is that's how you start. The other thing you have to know is that there's going to be volatility. It's going You're in to go it for up. the long haul, people. You got to be in it for the long Don't haul. Don't try to make all your money in one summer. Exactly. <laughs> Very few it, people hit the Microsoft uh, jackpot. Right. And when you're in it, mm -hmm. when it falls, you want to invest in it regularly, just like you want to invest in yourself regularly. Correct. Do it each pay period, once a month. You put a little aside because then when the market tanks, you're buying it cheaper. The market's on sale hey. instead of getting afraid of it. We went back to that. I like that fear thing because honestly, fear prevents people from, from achieving and fear sometimes make people achieve. It's mm -hmm. all about your perspective on fear. Are you the type that knows you don't have to sacrifice comfort for quality? Someone who lives large in life and in the bedroom. And when it comes to some things, size makes all the difference. Take your pleasure to the next level with the new Magnum Raw Condom, the thinnest Magnum condom with a wider contour shape for added comfort. New Magnum Raw, the thinnest Magnum condom yet. It's specially designed to provide heightened sensitivity and comfort. That's more sensation for you and your partner, providing a more natural feel. Now that's big time. More natural feeling, same premium quality latex to help reduce the risk of pregnancy and STIs. So when you need pleasure and protection in a large size, reach for that unmistakable gold wrapper. Live large and now thinner than ever with new Magnum Raw Condoms, the thinnest Magnum condom available where condoms are sold. I never forget uh, one time I was probably about 12 and I almost drowned. Like I was mm. at a lake um, with my, at my grandmother's and, uh, we, you know, I had a new snorkel on and, and mm. I was swimming without looking. I was just swimming. But the dock, I'm swimming. I think I'm swimming to the dock, but the water is taking me out far. Oh. And so I think I'm going to drown. And I, I start splashing because I remember, like, if you're, if you're having trouble, just start splashing. And this amazing body uh, uh, lifeguard guy jumped in the water, started swimming towards me and saved my life. And he literally punched me in the face. Cause you know they punch you in the face. Cause you about to grab them, and they. <laughs> I went to grab him. He went pow, and I was like, God damn! And he and he spun me around, and he swam back to the dock. More to the story was I was so afraid of the water, right? And I was like, my cousins was like, we're going back again next weekend, and I was kind of nervous. And and then I, they was like, you can't be scared, you can't be scared. Come on, come on, come on. And so I eventually had to get back in the water and swim again. And that's how life is. Sometimes mm -hmm. we get kicked down, or you know, we're afraid to invest, and then you know the market when you invest the market tanks exactly. oh, oh my god i knew i shouldn't have did it i shouldn't have listened to valerie ah, and then <laughs> and then six months later kaboom uh-oh valerie's a superhero that's how it goes it is and if you look that's a great 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 story sorry about the trauma that yeah, you had I'm still in that suffering. moment please do not put me in the lake go ahead <laughs> sometimes those traumas do last actually especially yeah. around financial yes but the point that you made around fear it's so relevant because most of what we want is on the other side of fear. Correct. And the question is, what do you do when the fear comes up? And you have to ask yourself, are you dealing with Lehman Brothers? 
or Amazon. And the reason I say that is because Lehman Brothers is the company that went out of business that caused this financial crisis um, in the 08 period, 2008. But Amazon went down over 20%, 20 times in a year, but its trajectory was upwards. So it's a little bit like the relationships. We have some conversations yeah. about relationships. What it's kind of volatile. relationship you want to be in? You want to be in one that's tanking, or do you want to be in one that's a little? It's a little. It's a little. It's got a lot of volatility to it. It's sexy some moments. Sometimes a little scary. But that. <laughs> but at the long run, you win. Exactly. You right. want that upward, uh, up, upward sloping trajectory, okay. right? So you have some volatility. That's what happens. And typically with S and P five hundred, it's going up. So you don't get too afraid when it drops. It's got to be the money for the long run. Now, I wouldn't say invest in the S&P 500 if you're 80 and you want to take it out next year. Because if it drops, that's a problem. That's an issue. But if you're young, that's where you would start. I think one of the um, smartest things that I think I did um, that came to be such a benefit was before I knew I was going to have kids, I started... um, putting into the college fund, I think it's called a 529, 529, right? And for parents um, that are listening and that have little kids, right? 529 is an amazing situation because you can put uh, a a little or as much as you want in a year or or basically you get a cap at like about Twenty five thousand mm-hmm. is the most you could put in a year, but you could just keep. But it compounds. Mm-hmm. Just when you think of compound, just think of just piling out, just pile out, pile out, pile out. And so if you do that for like fifteen years, you start like when they're in pre K kindergarten. By the time they're seventeen, eighteen, you have a lot of money, right? You have a lot of money. Yeah, man, I love the compound game. The compound game is huge. I love the compound game. I love that. So let's talk about that for a second because most people don't fully understand it. And what it is, it's a very simple formula. You know three factors. You can describe the last factor. This compound is what they use in managing businesses and, and buying businesses as well. But it's really simple. Time. Over what time are you investing? Okay. The second is how much are you investing? And what rate or return are you going to get? Those three things will tell you what you're going to get in the future. Exactly. And the important thing is, I, I, I taught, taught a class outside of Boston, in, in, in the Boston school system. And I said, how much can you make over the summer? And they said, oh, save, not make, but save, $1,200. Oh, roughly $100 a month, $25 a week? Sure, I can make that. If you invest it, 16-year-old, $25 a week, they had three quarters of a million dollars by the time they retired, nothing else. But if they save that money, it would be sixty-eight thousand saved versus seven hundred and twenty-five thousand. And the Christ. difference is, remember, our parents would say, "Money doesn't grow on trees." Oh uh, yeah, does. it do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got the right tree, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That compounding tree, that money grows. Yes. And it's free. I love only that. Only because you invest it, and most people don't know what's ahead of them because they haven't understood what is possible. And the gentleman who's working with you said he wanted to generate generational wealth. Yes. That's what you have to do. You Scared money won't make money. That is a fact. And you have to own assets that are inclined to appreciate and limit the debt that you own because wealth is what you owe, what you own assets minus what you owe, which are liabilities. And what get what typically gets us in trouble mm-hmm. is that it's how much we owe and what we're paying 
on the debt that we that, owe. That we owe. That's and how one. to clean that up. So uh-huh. we're, one, we're over indebted and we're underinvested. So we don't own the assets that go up like we could. And you ask how, how we do that easily. If you're working, ask any at a firm, ask them and make sure that you know about any matching dollars that they might give to a 401k Correct. or a 403b program. And it's free money. So the company will match what savings. Dollar for dollar what you do. Up to a certain amount. Mm-hmm. But that's free money as well. So we're talking about free money, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is what I love about what you're doing with Bright Up, right? It is is more than just knowing your worth, um, so you can get so you can grow your wealth. It's knowing yourself, right? Yes. Because I think knowing yourself is sort of the the jumping point for everybody. Mm-hmm. Just knowing who you are, knowing what your triggers are what uh, your background is, gives you an idea on why you make decisions, why you have fears, things of that nature. What made you realize that that, that, that recipe right there is, you, is usually a stumbling block for people to get to the, to the, to the holy grail or to the promised land? How did you realize that the, that personal makeup or that traumatic background or that lack of knowledge or just the experiences in your, in your upbringing directly affect your wealth? Very good question. Mm-hmm. I learned it through this process of self-love. Okay. I learned to fall in love with who I am. Mm-hmm. And you know what it is. when, And we talked about this with you as well. When you grow up, you don't necessarily want to repeat what you saw. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so that sometimes can be a motivator. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you might be inclined to repeat habits. Correct. And so once... I believe this financial wellness journey is actually a, a self-love journey. And most so people feel the love, feel the love Okay, because when you're discovering yourself, you say, wait, I am worth it. Like you say, I'm worth more. Mm-hmm. And you start to believe that you can have more. Yeah. Then man. when you believe that you'll try it. And then also I'm a firm believer. Um, once you start believing in yourself, you attract yes. what you believe. You do. Right. And so that can happen with the people that you surround yourself with. Um, me meeting people like you, you know, um, that I don't believe there's it's coincidence that we met, right? Because you didn't know at the time that I'm on this self-love journey, I'm on this, you know, um, believing in my worth and doing things that is going to not only make me feel better and grow my wealth, but also make me happy. Right. And in our business, the entertainment business, which is probably as volatile as the (laughs) stock market, Mm -hmm. you could be the hottest movie star this summer and two, three summers away and Mm -hmm. don't want nobody let you be in a goddamn Tubi movie. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can can make a a shitload of money and then it could be all gone or you could, Mm -hmm. you know, do it nice and easy like a stock modestly you know grow your wealth or whatever so in order for a person like me I have to use myself um, as an example because I don't want people to think that 
I know everything because I'm Bill Bellamy. That's not true. I'm still learning. I, I want to learn more. I humble myself. You know, I ask questions more mm -hmm. to everybody. I always ask questions. My wife always say, you ask questions about everything. <laughs> but I do because I'm just curious, you know, and I, I, mean, I don't want to feel, I never felt embarrassed to ask a question Good because you. you know what, whatever. I, Exactly. Whatever. Whatever. The same thing. I just want to know why you said that, right? Whatever. It's good to be curious. Yeah, I'm curious. And I've always been curious in life. I've been curious in love. I've been curious in opportunities, right? And I think that is a really good um barometer for success because you gotta you gotta want something. You gotta <laughs> wanna know something. You gotta, you know, and that that I would like to share with people too is like be curious about success. Yes. Be curious about what you could do. Like yes. I never thought I could write a book. But I was curious about it. I was like, oh, I seen so-and-so write a book, a cookbook. I seen somebody write. I saw Kobe do a child's book. I saw so-and-so do a book about uh, uh, self-awareness. And then I was like, well, what about what about my life? Like, exactly. I, I have a story. You have a great I story. I have a great story. And next thing you know, I start chipping at it. I ask questions about book deals, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. How does that work? Blah, blah, blah. And then now I'm an author. All right. Come on. Come you on. You did it Come because on. you believe it. Come All on. Right. Exactly. And now I got Valerie Mosley here who is inspiring me and all my listeners and my, my viewers and my subscribers to like, okay, Valerie is that chick, okay? Came up in a real way, big family, came from humble beginnings, decided that I wanted to make a difference. I'm going to go up here and tackle this, you know, this financial world. Go in there. And you can get ate up in there, Valerie, mm -hmm. because I watch Billions. It's a lot of like dog eat dog. It's it's like pressure, pressure mm -hmm. to, 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 to bring in those numbers, mm -hmm. pressure to make sure your strategies mm -hmm. are right, that people don't lose money on your watch. Mm -hmm. You're managing $1.2 trillion. That's what, how do you just go have a, a cup of tea after all that pressure? <laughs> that's that's an amazing that you have this type of light in that kind of world to me is amazing. You found something in there. You are so sweet. It's true. There's pressure. There's definitely pressure. Mm -hmm. But that's when you go back into you believe they're gonna in life. We're gonna have these down moments, right? And they're then the drawdowns are painful. The drawdowns they refer to like when the market crashes, right? And you've underperformed. You know what gets in the way and what makes you get fired the quickest? It's not when you've underperformed like you would think. Right. Because you have a style. And if that style is out of favor, it's understandable that you underperform. What gets you fired is when you are not aligned with how you represented yourself to be. <laughs> <laughs> in so the hood, I, we call that you pump fake that player. <laughs> Stop pump exactly. faking. You better know what you're you doing. You can't pump fake. You, you cannot can't. pump fake. And that's why I see these incredible parallels between managing money well okay. and managing life well. Right. So in that world where the pressure comes and, and you've underperformed, it is awful. Ugh. But what we know, both when you're managing money and in life, the other side of that drawdown is a rebound. Like the biggest oh. returns come after the drawdown, if you could see it. Right. If you can see if you it, can see it. And you can and you double down in the lows. I got so I got you, you I got something to to, to to a caveat. That's a very good records word. A caveat yes. uh, to what you just said. I was I was at a bar at a hotel one time and I was sitting there and there was this older white gentleman and uh, he was smoking a cigar or whatever. And the market was 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 tanking. This was maybe 10, 10 years ago, maybe whatever. And uh 
He said, I make all my money on the down. Exactly. I said, oh, shit. Right? Like, because I didn't, I was like, what is you that? Because, you know me, nosy Bill. Yeah. So what do you mean by that, sir? He said, well, what I do, I make all my money on loans that don't come, that people can't pay. So oh. I, his 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 thing is when banks are losing money, they're sitting in all these different loans. I buy them f- on the dollar for X. Yeah, they buy them on cents of the ah! dollar. Exactly. <laughs> you know, black people don't never know no shit like that. Yeah. I was like, what, you can do that? Exactly. You can go to a bank. I didn't know you could do this. You could go to a bank and Good. say, what outstanding loans do you have? And they say, look, we got $5 million in outstanding loans that will not be paid. Okay, on that $5 million, I'll give you, I'll take all of that for 2.7. Exactly. You can do it, depending on the loan. What, whatever. They don't it, want the right, right, right. Like but I'm like, that's a hustle. That's on the down. That is on the down. Coming that, back up. Come, and if you look at all of the returns and you looked at the markets when the markets have tanked, okay. all of them, right? Okay. Typically, it's not that much longer after that that you have the biggest returns on the other side. So you got to be right there waiting. Or when the market, no, you, you want to invest steadily. Okay, but okay. But when the market tanks, typically that's when you have the biggest opportunities to, 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 get to buy things for cheap. To buy them cheaper than what they were in the past. Okay. And the same is true in life. You have these disappointments. So how will we know this is a good time to buy X, Y, and Z? So the, with investing, just like investing in you or investing for you, you want these habits to be steady and repetitive. Okay. So timing the market is tough. You just have to make a decision that I value me and I want to create generational wealth. Correct. So I will be intentional and in making sure that I invest in assets that tend to go up over time, like the S&P 500. There are periods when it's flat, there are periods when they go down, but in the long run, it's if good. you have a long-term view, you invest in it and you don't worry about it. it. Don't even, don't be looking at it every day. If you go to, exactly, <laughs> you don't look at it every day. You go to write up and you, and, and you, and you go through the process. Yes. You can get to a valculator. And this valculator. What is a, what is a, a valculator? valculator. Oh, hey, Val. in the that, calculator. There you go. I like where that. Where you're valuing you. Okay. And you put in, this is how much I think I can save. This $100 a month, $25, whatever it is. You can put away and invest, and then you put in 9%, because over time, in the long run, the S&P 500 has returned 10%. I think it's going to be lower, so let's put in 9%, and then you can adjust it plus or minus 1. Right. So 9, 10%, and see what will happen over time. So if you have children and you say, I'm, we did this exercise, and, and ladies and people will spend this very expensive Bags. amount of money for... Oh pocketbooks mm-hmm. if you put the cost in that expensive pocketbook into a fund for your child and say i want to make sure that i set them up you will be amazed what happens over the long run because you can't you, can, you can't resell that bag for what you pay for it you can't now that and some people will hear this and say well if you buy a really expensive one it doesn't go down and sometimes mm-hmm. you can but it's nothing like the compounding interest that you will get what nothing Nothing. Nothing. And we can do an okay, example. So can we can we call those bags now baby bags? Do it for your baby. <laughs> do it for your baby. Do it for your baby. Like Instead of spending fifteen thousand dollars on a bag, ladies, because y'all know y'all like your little Birkins and all these different type of Hermes and this, that, and the other. Take that little uh, Birkin money and, and and invest for your baby. 
and let that thing compound for that one bag. Exactly. That one bag that could one be bag. your baby. That pay for your baby's little boom, boom, boom. And we're gonna do an exercise. So you pick pick a number can of I, a price I, for your for a bag, and we'll go on here. Can I and do I'm it? Sure, yeah. All right. So let's say I'm gonna get ten thousand. Okay. Like we, a bag that's ten thousand is probably very beautiful. It's made out of some kind of leather that nobody knows, and it's only twelve of them made, and it comes with a certificate in the bag, <laughs> and it makes you feel good. Co- and then they rub your feet when you buy it. I think they rub your toes. <laughs> So funny. Uh, you go to Bright Up. Okay. You got to go through a process because we want to check out your, your mindset because okay. it's so important before you get to the vacuolator, but okay. you can. But we're going to make this. Do it, um, do it for Bill. Do it for okay. your buddy, Bill Bellamy. So I'm in the vacuolator right now. I want, instead of buying a $10,000 purse for my wife, what should I do? Instead, okay. So, how old are your children? So, we're going to put in my an initial investment of ten thousand. My daughter is twenty. All right. And who do you want to give it to? Your son or your daughter? Uh, the money. So we're going to invest it for both kids or for Let's, one. I'll, I'll split it. I'll split one it. is twenty. One is twenty, and one is seventeen. Okay. Should I go with the younger one because he's seventeen and give him more time or no? So we could say um, by the time they're, you want to say. The twenty is sixty-five. 45 oh, that far? Years. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do several years just let's to do, see let's the power. Let's do twenty in twenty years. Let's do twenty from seventeen to twenty at thirty-seven. I don't want him to be that old again. In twenty years. In okay. twenty years from seventeen to thirty-seven, because you should be a grown-ass man right now. All right, we'll do this. Okay, thirty-seven. You should be on your feet. <laughs> should be out the house. Out the house. All right, thirty-seven. So that $10,000 will be worth, if it earns 9%, it'll be worth $56,000. If it's 10%, it would earn, it would be worth $57,000. Off of one investment of 10 grand. One investment of 10 grand. Now, the important thing is many people who are scared to invest, they'll hold on to it. And they'll say this is because fear, they'll hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Inflation lowers the co- the value of that ten thousand, so that ten thousand would be worth more like three thousand at current interest rates. Uh, so it's lower. So it's people think it's risky to invest. Val Mosley is saying it's more risky not to invest. You're right, because so, the bank, or, you know, leaving your money just in the bank savings account, they don't give you no money. They take your money and invest it, and, and they give invest you, it, and boom. They, get, they get a return. They're not asking you to do nothing. So that ten thousand value will go down. <laughs> be stupid. No. Be stupid if you want to. <laughs> but let's say so. I told you that example, and this is where I told you time, the amount of money you put aside, and the interest rate. If we increase that twenty, I know it sounds crazy, but forty years. This is what wealthy people do. They'll create a trust for their kids mm-hmm. that the that they kids don't actually have to use right away. In forty years, that ten thousand dollars is three hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. Chaz, did your daddy do that bag. for you? No. Did your mama do that for you? They didn't know. My mama ain't do that for me either. She man. didn't know. The hell, mama? What's wrong? <laughs> Probably didn't have it. My mama would have been like, I'll give you a hundred. <laughs> but but ten thousand though, even though a lot of people would say ten thousand is a lot of money, but what you can do is gradually get there. You don't have to and do ten thousand in one boom. You can do a thousand, you could do eight hundred, and you just keep adding to it, right? And the thing about compounding is that once you start with another number, 
What compounding means is that the interest that you earn is also earning interest. So let's keep it simple. So if you have $100 and you invest, you get 10%, you get, let's say $1,000, you get 10%, that's $100. $100. The next year, if it's it's not compounding and it's simple interest, every year you're going to get $100. But if it compounds, that that $1,100, 10%, it's $110. The next year, if you get 10%, the interest is $121 because yeah, now, you see? I like so you that. go from 100 to 110 to 121. And then it's the interest on the interest that grows. Without you doing anything, you're sleeping. So when starting early is really important right. because I took, we, we talked about the 20 years. 20 years, I think it was uh, 50,000, right? If we did... 40 years, it went up to 300,000. If we just increase it one more year, and I mean, excuse me, one another set of 10, and say, let's go another 10 years, it's 743,000. So, right, so right now- Did you hear that? that 743,000. I'm, I'm getting ready to get, hit you in the 40? head, because you got me thinking. So technically right now, what we should do for our kids, if we just did something simple, and we did 10,000 a piece, they're both young, Right. Let's just say ten thousand in in the S and P. Boom. Mm-hmm. Easy. Open account. Boom. Put ten thousand in there. Whatever. Just just that. In forty years, it'd be ridiculous. They're, they're set. They're, and that, and this doesn't. That's if that's all you do. So along that's, the way, I'm say, you're I'm saying, saying that's that's just that. that. Just that. Right. Then you can ask them. Then they them, can like, give that to their kids. They can. Or they can. Ah. That's that's the point. That is the point. So let's say you put it. And sometimes people hearing this, they'll say, I don't have 10000 It doesn't matter. Just get started. You can start with something small. Exactly. It grows. And if you say, all right, I'm going to do this for you, and you need to do this for your children. Oh, it's gangster. If they don't touch it, it is amazing. Because <laughs> I, I'm telling it's like, you. So, it's like hitting the lottery, Chaz. It is. So when you first Jesus. start. So, but you're going to be old. you be like, man, you know I got $856,000. I'm, but I'm going to live till tomorrow. You, you take you don't take a couple of vacations or and you put it in it's amazing so the 50 that that ten thousand dollars in 50 years is seven hundred and forty three thousand dollars that's only if you get a nine percent if you get ten percent this is the other thing that you need to know it's one point look at this read it off she is not playing read it off i'm scared to read this because my, my my your eyes no no my my people are not gonna believe me when i'm about to hit them with this number go up here okay we're going to the last one where we at? We hit the end there. Read okay. the top ten percent one. Oh, you want to hear this? One point one million dollars off of ten thousand dollars that you put aside, don't touch, and you and get let it ride at at with the ten percent return, That's which has what, been and and Chaz, think do about this that. For your kids. Do and this you, for your people. And you don't know. <laughs> do it for me, Chaz. I'm gonna live a long time. Yeah, do it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you now? 32. So 32. Chaz is our producer, so and he is young. He's super talented. I want him to have a bright, old-ass future. So, Chaz, what is Chaz going to start doing? The first thing he needs to do, Valerie. He needs to open an account. First, he needs to be mindful of how he's spending. Okay. No, the first thing he needs to do is to go to the Bright Up. Go to Bright Up. Getbrightup.com. Go to brightup.com. Learn about your mindset. Okay. Become aware of how you're spending Correct. your expenses. 
because sometimes we don't realize how many times we go to Starbucks or somewhere and we're spending extra Ubers when we could do something else. So, and then make sure you have your savings and start with what gets in the way, which is often your doubt and your debt. So, because we're talking about investments that are around 10% or 9%, but most of your debt is way above that. 26%, right now. I've seen credit card, uh, uh, man. It's 28% right now on average, right? Yeah. And if you pay down that credit card debt, guaranteed return. You don't have to worry if the market's gonna go up or not, so value yourself enough to let's make the credit card, um, the credit cards the way they work, is that they're revolving. Correct. And so it's not like there's a final date. If you can take your outstanding credit card debt, BrightUp helps with this, and refinance it so that you're consolidating all of your debt over a five-year period, then you can pay down the debt and the principal. Because if you had $15,000 out on a debt, it would take you 19 years to pay it off. If you do it that way, yeah. You got to knock that sucker down. Knock it down. Consolidate and or make sure that you're paying it off even a little because that's a guaranteed return once you know what your interest rates are. Boy, let me tell you something. I am very, very grateful that you came by today because I had a feeling this was going to be mind-boggling. I had a feeling this was going to really uh, intrigue our, our guests and our, our listeners, our listeners and people who watch our top billing on, on YouTube. I am very happy to see a woman like you that makes it simple for people, that brings such a personality to finance where people don't have to be like, oh my God. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause sometimes it, it just it's makes scary. you, it makes you lock up and mm-hmm. you kind of, oh, this is over my head. This is for smart people. I could never possibly save that kind of money. Yes, you can. You can. Yes, you can. When someone who uh, cares for you mm-hmm. and you aren't alone and puts that little hand on your back and mm-hmm. says no, Acknowledge that the feelings that you have are very justified. Mm-hmm. You weren't taught it in school. Correct. And often you're overcharged. And it's been, it's stressful because your income isn't going up at the same rate as inflation, which was your initial question. Yeah, man. So if we go back to what we said before, what happens with inflation? People are feeling it. Usually assets that are inflation protected, usually they appreciate as well, like home prices. Yes. Unless the market tanks, and then that's not the case. Oh, there's one other thing I wanted to to mention when I was talking about the economy. Can I go back to that? Yes, you can. Okay. So I talked to you about the consumption, how GDP, the gross domestic product, which is the uh, economy, consumers, almost 70%, business investment, and a little bit of uh, government spending, government, and then the last is what you export minus what you import. But those typically aren't that large. However, during the COVID period, when consumption plummeted and businesses weren't investing, the only factor that could be pushed up was government spending. We talked about the GDP Mm. and we're just keeping it simple, right? The gross domestic product, our economy, 70% the consumer, business investment, which is about 12%, but volatile. Then G is the government portion and then net exports. That's a small piece, right? If during COVID and during the heavy financial crisis, 
consumers were not spending at all. They didn't have all. it. They didn't have it. They yeah. were losing money on the on real estate. They didn't have it. Businesses weren't spending. So the only resource was for government to, to put a lot of money in. To stimulate the economy. To stimulate the economy. Yeah. So they over-invested so much that it caused inflation because people had more money. They started buying. And that drove inflation up. Does that make sense? Yes. I have a a blessing and a curse with those PPP loans. You know what I'm saying? It It was a beautiful thing in theory. I think it was wonderful. But... And they did it to stimulate the economy because people weren't spending, people weren't doing nothing. They were sitting home, they were scared, whatever, whatever. But the problem with that too is I feel like once they gave people money, they they just still waiting for more hands. Mm. They, and, and now it's, it's impossible to get good workers. People don't want to work no more. Because they made more during COVID without working. With, without working. <laughs> that is Which true. is a come up for the lazy person, but I'm saying. <laughs> for, for the lazy person, that was an amazing dream, okay? I'm talking about normal life where, you know, business owners, where you need uh, employees, where you need yes. people that are going to be there. Uh, can I tell up. you a funny story? Sure. Because I like to throw comedy in there when it's I can. Important. Let me tell you, I was, uh, I was walking and I saw at a uh, a Panda Express, they were giving $23 an hour to work at Panda Express. No way. Plus a $2,000 signing bonus. Are you kidding me? I started there that same night. <laughs> I was- <laughs> <laughs> they, was, they was like, is that Bill Bellamy? I was like, shh. $23? Yeah, I never heard it. And they're paying a lot of money at McDonald's. They're doing that now? Yeah, McDonald's. I thought it was 15. Let me tell you something. Calvin is balling right now. Remember when we were kids? Mm -hmm. To work at McDonald's, you wanted to be Calvin. (laughs) Calvin was like the really good kid that worked his way up at McDonald's, right? (laughs) That was was my first job. See, I I worked at Burger King for two days because they wouldn't let me have it my way, so I I, I quit. But uh, (laughs) real quick, now, because of the economy and how people, you know, got that free money, and now when people really need workers, Great. they can't get them, so they have to pay them more money. So the cost of cost of doing business went up as well. It, right, and they have to pass that through. Mm-hmm. So to your earlier question about yes. how do we think about inflation, if you were managing money, you would say, hmm, maybe retail stocks would go down because costs are going up and families don't have it. There's a little asterisk on that narrative and that the top 20% earners don't feel the pain as much and they drive more of the sales because they tend to buy more. This, so that's why that's the economy hasn't tanked. Because, because there's certain people that still got money that's still keeping us afloat. Basically. Not, not Yes. Not only do they have, <laughs> that's true, but not only do they have money, the wealth of the top 10 percenters that tend to drive or 20 percenters they drive the economy. Their wealth soared because they were invested. The stock market soared over the last three years. Unbelievable, because you would think COVID would change it, but because the government invested so much money, it gave a backstop to many businesses and the economy is done. Pre- yeah, so the stock market has done well and it's likely to sell off a little bit. So that's why I like to model in 9% longer. Keep people modest. Keep so modest. they so they don't go crazy. You don't want the Madoff situation. <laughs> you, oh, that's crazy. Oh, I'm gonna get you eighty two percent on that thousand. <laughs> Bernie, let me get my 
Get, let me get my two million. Keep huh? Yeah. Huh? 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 Bye, Felicia. Felicia. So, how do people who are like all now? You have got them locked in. You have gotten them intrigued about finance. They want to grow their wealth. They are trying to find themselves and know their worth. How do they get in touch with you? And how do they get involved to change their future? Thank you very much. You can go to getbrightup.com mm-hmm. and download the app. Let us know what's important to you. Mindset matters. And sometimes you don't know what your mindset is around money. So learn and go through the mindset um, issue. We want to start with what gets in the way. It really does. It's often doubt. Like, I don't think I can get better. So we have some education materials. We like to hear from you and what matters most to you. What do you want to learn about? Some people want to grow generational wealth. Others want, even some of your staff here today said, I'm concerned about student loans. Yeah. And ask, what is their interest rate? You want to become more aware of what is the cost. Guys, we have to know our numbers. Yeah. When you go, right? You go every, to the doctor. Every, and every number is negotiable. Whatever. Like you're buying a car and they say, uh, well, the you know, the interest rate on this loan is going to be X. Well, oh, okay. I think we could do better. So, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Especially with autos. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing 8%. I'm not doing, uh, you know what? I came here thinking I'm going to do five. Oh, <laughs> What do you know about that? Exactly. My sister went <laughs> a couple of years ago. My sister, my own sister, uh-huh. went to get a car. Value I said, what's your interest rate? She's like, I'm not sure what they're car- charging, but I know $275 I can afford. Right? I said, can I talk to the guy? They were charging her 13% when interest rates were zero. Outrageous. What? Exactly. I said, Vicky, I said, that's ridiculous. Triple C rated companies get better ratings than that. And her credit isn't that bad. And they came back within 24 hours and said, okay, we'll do 9%. <laughs> <laughs> From 13 to 9. nine. But, but, but that's, that's 400 a- basis points. I said, Vicky, that's still too high. She's like, Val, I need a car. And then she came back and said, you're going to be proud of me. I said, what happened? What'd she do? What'd she do? She refinanced at 3%. Oh, that's good. Can we get a round of applause? For Vicky, Vera, Diane, Atia Mosley. Come on. We went Black from. Girl Black Girl Magic. We're not going for it. We're not going for it. 13% down to 3%. Three. Three because she learned her worth. She became informed. And she grew her wealth. Because you can. You can. Instead of assuming that you can't. It's like. You know what they say? If you if you if you try if you if you if you have a dog and a leash around a tree, and he's living that way or she's living that way, and you come and you cut the leash, sometimes that dog will never leave because yeah. that's all they know. That's all they know. But we're sit here to say that that you are worth you it. Get you your are ass worth out it. there and start moving. You are start worth grooving. It. Everybody, this is what we wanted to happen today. This is a dream interview. This is a dream. Uh, 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 like a plethora of information. I hope that when you're listening and watching that you are inspired and that you got a different take on finance. Like I, I, that's what I wanted. I wanted people to have a a fun and interesting and sort of intriguing way to think about their money and moving forward. And I got to, can I ask you another question? You can. And can I ask you some questions? Yeah, yeah, you can. Okay. Okay. Real quick. Um, Give me the most sage advice you heard had as a young uh, lady coming up in finance. What was the most sage advice that you still keep in your portfolio? So the president of Wellington Mm -hmm. said to me early on, whatever you do, invest as much as you can. Don't think about it. Like, it's just like invest it. Don't think about it. Now, that's at a time like max out your investment because every company max out your investment no matter what. 
And I didn't fully understand. Even when I first joined, I didn't understand the full power of compounding. So when my little one was young, every time I would take a trip and I'd get a couple hundred dollars back in the reimbursement, I'd put it in a fund for each child. Nice. And before you know it, by the time they're nine, they've got a little nice nest egg. (laughs) And and it was, and oh, and and, and, uh, let me tell you this. So I don't know. How old are your old your your? My your, youngest your, is seventeen. My oldest is twenty. So that's my most sage advice. But the advice that I would give mm-hmm. is that if you you don't have to do it alone, create um, a community and start to invest. So I a story that I just love is a gentleman who owns a lot of McDonald's, and he and his wife have children and they have grandchildren now. Mm-hmm. Once a year, they give their grandchildren, every quarter, they give their grandchildren some money. Mm-hmm. It's $250 that they will give once a quarter. So for the year, the kid, grandkids get $1,000. Nowadays, you can start buying individual stocks to get people engaged. Like, what does the child like? It right. might be Nike. Or- it might be Amazon. Mm-hmm. It might be Google. So whatever the child likes. And it's like, oh. How did you do? What if you created a, a family game or a friend on game investments, yeah, on yeah. investments? That's super dope. And so this summer I discovered, went over to their house. He said, wow, my nine-year-old's portfolio is better than mine. And imagine as your eyes got big, that's how this young kid's eyes reacted. Yeah, like, oh, wow, you, I beat I, uh, my grandfather. Right. My it, stocks did really well. They did really well. Yeah. What a, and suddenly they get vested in and they see how the stock can start to perform and once you start actually living it and doing it you start believing it oh my god so that's oh the advice god. that i pass on jesus i wish somebody would have told me about this when i was a kid i know uh, that's also, why we're sharing it uh, that's why we're sharing it today also uh, uh we play a game on the show called all facts and just because you're super smart and miss finance lady and you have you know right up you got to ask the questions on this on this podcast we ask you we ask you questions and you have to tell the truth that's why it's called all facts with valerie mosley okay ready all All facts valerie who are the top three people that you feel influenced your life before you became valerie mosley like when you look back at your movie your your movie who influenced your movie one was Rose Mosley, yes. who was my grandmother Grandma. on, on, on Spruce Street, okay. a fountain of unconditional love, mm-hmm. uh, a believer, a doer. When I was in college, she, she got married at 15 um, and had all these kids, dropped out of high school. Mm-hmm. When I'm in college, she's 73. She finishes and gets her GED. <sighs> I ahead, love Mama it that Mosley. she that she didn't hold, and she always advocated the benefit of education. So I love that she didn't stop her own dream. Absolutely. Um, And at 80, she's taking everyone else around. So she likes to give and to help. So she's one who did. Um, Another is a gentleman named uh, Yom Bowling, Mm -hmm. the you of me. He's very spiritual. And he because of his belief, he helped me to fall in love with myself. And I'm forever grateful for him because of that. Um, with reframe narratives. Um, 
And I was always intrigued by Harriet Tubman. Boy, that lady was something special. She was something special. Yeah, she took outside risk. the box. She knew her worth. She knew what wasn't right. And I'm here today. And one of the reasons I started Bright Up is because my brother, once when I was at Wellington, I'm managing all this money. He calls and he needed some money. And I said, Jamie, he was always there for me. I will always be there for them. Um, but I hated using Western Union because the fees were so high. So right. I said, Jamie, let this me just... ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I said, let me just wire you some funds. He's like, Val, I don't have a bank. I'm like, what? I've been talking... <laughs> What? What? At the as industry strategy chair, I'm right. talking about trends, the unbanked. I never knew that I had an unbanked loved one in my own family. Absolutely. So Jamie, how do you get around? Well, when he's ten years my senior, so when I'm twelve and he's twenty two leaving, he's not telling his little sister what's going on in his world. So I did the research. You say facts. What do you think the median APR or annual percentage rate is for a payday loan today? Oh, I want to say 17%. 17? I've been asking this for the last couple of years. Don't say it's more than that. 391% in the United States. This is when interest rates were zero. So what is just unconscionable to that me. That doesn't even, that can't be legal. It is in some states. Some states will cap it at 40%. Some cap it at 60. Utah has it at 600 the national average is 391%. That's only if it's paid off in two weeks. What? It's crazy. <laughs> see everybody facing exactly. 600%. In Utah. In Columbia, South oh, Carolina, shit. it is 400%. So we launched Bright Up in Columbia, South Carolina, where we offered FICO agnostic loans, which were emergency loans, because most people don't have enough to make ends meet. So thinking about 10000 is far beyond their reach Absolutely. for many people in the United States, but we offered it at 8% instead of 400%. Wow. And I was just so upset when I did, I am, I'm a researcher as well as an investor. And I said, that's not, it's not right. At all. And so one of our investors said, Val, at the same time, I get access to credit at 78 basis points. So think of a barbell. Some people get 1% at the same time that others are charged 400%. Not okay. So once you are aware of your worth, you can say, I deserve better. I'm going to work with someone like a bright up. We're going to give you the information so that you don't have to be overcharged like that. Most people don't know. Oh, my God. Can we get a round of applause for Valerie Mosley? Yeah. Everybody? Before we get out of here, you wanted to ask me a question. I felt that you wanted to ask, and I don't want to be, you know, the big, you know, superstar host here. I want to be able to be interviewed as well. Go ahead. Thank you. Go ahead, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So everybody knows Bill Bellamy now, mm -hmm. right? They see the end of your chapter, but not the beginning. Right. And I imagine that there's some times in your life that you may not have been as confident correct let's take us back there like where where were some of those moments where you didn't have a lot of confidence and what helped you to gain your confidence well you know i think my, my, my confidence comes from being an underdog you know what i'm saying um I, I felt like as a child you know nobody really kind of believed in me to that level where you know oh like that boy he gonna be something else well i'm telling you now let wait till he start growing you know whatever so i was always felt like i had something to prove um so 
my childhood, I want to say from middle school to high school, I was trying to figure it out. And, you know, I think sports gave me uh, Mm -hmm. a way to get confidence because I could, I was good at something. You know, I was, you know, I played basketball. I, you know, I ran track. I played baseball. So, like, sports gave me a, um, a sense of self worth because I could do something that stood up like mm-hmm. something that kind of stood out a little bit um, I wasn't a comedian so that didn't work you know what I mean I wasn't I was the funniest kid or whatever at, as, as, as a young a youth so I, I, I think sports helped me get my confidence and then when I started getting better at certain things I started to feel good about myself and I was like I can do this I can do this I started saying I can instead of I can't you know what I mean yeah what did you doubt I, I I doubted that initially I doubted that a kid from my neighborhood what I was seeing that I could get to the other side of that. You know what I mean? I used to read a lot and I would read about different places like what Paris was like in London and like mm-hmm. going to uh, Los Angeles. So I would read a, a story that was based in a city I had never seen. Mm-hmm. So I would always imagine like, what if I could go there? Yeah. You know? So you were curious. I was curious, curious as fuck. Huge. I was <laughs> like, yo, I'll never forget this. I would say one day I'm going to go to California. I want to see those palm trees that I saw in that movie. Interesting. And I I remember watching um, Beverly Hills Cop and going, dun, 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 dun. Remember the song? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Eddie was driving past the Beverly Hills sign. sign. I said, one day I'm going to see that sign in real life. Exactly. So what you visualize, you realize. And yeah. Yeah, I love that. That, that was where that. my confidence was coming from in my imagination. And when you think about your financial journey, mm-hmm. let's talk, let's let's go there for a bit. What helped you to grow your wealth? Where did you struggle? And then what helped? Well, when I, when I, when I first started in the game, I didn't have anybody to worry about with me so I was putting away I was putting away money you did right and so so you fir- had the, the the training to save well I started I was curious I was always asking questions like what should I buy with all this little new money that first thing I heard was you gotta buy you gotta buy asset you gotta buy a house you gotta buy something that will will help you with your taxes buy something that is going to increase increase in value so I was like okay but my dumb ass bought a car first. Because <laughs> you know, black people, we like car is you a house. Show it. You remember, it is right? not. But it, it is, is not. not. You can you can live in it, but you don't need to. And its assets will go to value will go down. And, and, and as soon as you watch. So what I said was, I said the the next time that I do purchase a car, before I purchase a car, I'm gonna purchase a home so that my car can be in the garage. I love that. That's what I and that's that. that was just my simple boom bam. And so I bought the house and then I bought the car. And so and then so now I'm developing credit. That's and great. um and I'm now I'm saying, okay, well I got credit now, I established credit. Now I can go and get more things. And mm-hmm. I started learning how to invest in the stock market and I started learning about, you know, uh tech investing in, in tech in the tech world, investing in stocks and bonds, investing in like um new new stocks that are like coming up, like, oh my mm-hmm. God, you know, this catching stocks before they go public and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I started learning that kind of okay. stuff like where you yeah, can get yeah. to the money money mm-hmm. and so those kind of things were really interesting to me I just wish I would have done more and more like like I wish I could have just just been more aggressive 
So that leads me to the last question. Mm -hmm. um, what advice would you give to listeners or anyone who's younger mm -hmm. around how do they get to know their worth? And first, I think to get to know your worth, you have to believe you're worthy. Right. Okay. So you have to believe you're worthy of being successful, right? I always wanted to be successful, so I had to believe it first before it happened. You got to believe it and see it. That's just my way. And okay, now I believe it. Now, how do I get there, right? Before you believed it, did you doubt it? Or were not, not my success. You never doubted? I never doubted that I could do it. I just didn't know how. And okay. everybody always want to know true. how. Everybody say, oh my God, how you going to get to California? How you going to be a movie star? How you going to go out to LA and be, be on TV? I don't know. I just want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. And so, um, you know, I often say this to my wife because she is so analytical to me. She's like, <laughs> bam, 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 bam. I was like, babe, all you got to know is the destination. You ain't got to know. The, you ain't got to know the street. You ain't got to know the boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. What you got to know is what you want. And your dream, it, 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 that's where it starts. Don't even question, you know, what it is that you see. You see that? Be excited about that picture. Exactly. And I feel that the energy of that picture draws to whatever it is. to exactly. it. So you get there. Is that is that crazy? I, no, I don't okay. think it's crazy. You know, when we got together, I'm totally that way as well. Yeah. You have to have that vision to say it's possible. Yes. And the problem with many people is that they don't believe it's possible. Yeah. That's why we started, talk, started off talking about compounding. What do you compound every day? You can compound doubts. And compound pressure and, pressure. and stress. But you can make different choices when Correct. you're valuing yourself and saying, no, 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 I don't want that. I can do things differently. I like this. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank I hope you. you enjoyed this interview as much as I have to bring Valerie Mosley here. The CEO, founder and face of Bright Up was an absolute pleasure. We did say that we wanted this to be one of those exclusive type of interviews where you listen, you go back and you take notes so you can figure out what you want to do in your personal life. I hope that you do know your worth and you do grow your wealth. My name is Bill Bellamy. Only on top billing can we do it big, baby. See you in the next one. Peace. See you in the next one. Holla. Milk is chilling. This is chilling. What more can I say? Top billing. Top